ExtraordinaryChurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Well, today is a special day in the church and church history because today is Pentecost Sunday. And I can't wait to share with you what God has laid on my heart today. I want to I want to encourage you to open your Bibles or your Bible apps to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2 beginning at verse 1 and I'm going to be reading out of the New King James translation. And if you don't have a Bible or a Bible app that's quite all right, you can simply direct your attention to the screen. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. The presence of God is going to fill your house today, by the way. Amen. If it hasn't already. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach this very simple thought to you today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Would you help me pray? Lord, we love you. We honor you. And I'm just praying for supernatural anointing to rest upon your servant. I acknowledge I can do nothing without you. I pray for a supernatural anointing to rest upon the hearer of your word today as well, God. Use me for your glory. We'll give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. The people were of one accord when the church was born on the day of Pentecost. The book of Acts is really a book of history, and it's a phenomenal read. If you've not yet done so, I want to encourage you to immerse yourself in the book of Acts. I'm teaching a life study uh, on it right now to a couple of guys we get together each week, and we are literally just walking through the book of Acts. And it has been a phenomenal time of encouragement and insight for us. But I do want to say this, that the book of Acts is not merely a biography. I know, and I want you to hear me, that the book of Acts, and this is what I told my life study, it is a blueprint. It is a paradigm shift for us. It frankly should be what our encounters look like today. I believe that. And if you believe we should still be experiencing the book of Acts today, I want you to type amen. Praise God. Yet we increasingly, for whatever reason, we reserve to building the church with our own particular specifications and our own drawings. And we, if we're not careful, the church has gotten away from what God intended. We have kind of strayed away from the blueprint, if you will, what we're doing today. And I'm not talking about EC, but I'm talking about churches as a whole. We are abandoning what God intended and we are packaging now and we are marketing God. We're polluting his power and we're reducing his glory to make him more accessible. We need to simply make God known. And if that's going to happen, it's going to require us to be in one accord, casting away our bitterness, 
casting away any offenses, casting away unforgiveness, and moving forward in love, moving forward in forgiveness. We must come together. We are a beautiful orchestra of people of varied experiences, varied social and economic and academic experiences, varied uh, spiritual backgrounds. But can I tell you, God has brought us all together, and many of us are a part of this orchestra. There are trumpets and there are tubas and there are kettle drums and there are flutes and clarinets. And God has brought us all together so that we can play in one accord to a crescendo at such a time as this, where we'll make a glorious sound unto God. God is ready to use his church like never before, but we have to be a book of Acts church. Oh, if you love them, clap your hands unto God. If you love Jesus, Shout it out in the comments and say, I love Jesus. Praise God. God is doing it. And if you believe God is doing it, you ought to say he's doing it. Praise God. I want to be a biblical church. I don't want to be a counterfeit. I don't want to have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. I want to be a Pentecostal church just like they were in the book of Acts. They experienced Pentecost. See, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues, uh, divided tongues, if you will, as a fire and it sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In other words, as the spirit of God was speaking through them. I find it interesting that when God brought Israel, his people out of Egypt, do you remember that? He brought them out with a pillar of fire. When God is getting ready to bring his people into new covenant, he brings them in with pillars of fire. Everybody gets their own flame. Praise God. And that's exactly what happened as it sat upon each of them in the upper room. Now, many of you know, uh, know me, you know that I love to read. And I wish that you could see that aspect of our home. Uh, but we have uh, kind of, we have one reading room and then we have a bunch of books downstairs. And I had so many in my office, I had to move them downstairs. We probably have about 3,000 books in, in, in print. And then I probably have close to a thousand or so uh, digitally because it just there's just no room to, to store all of them. You know, I love to read. Um, uh, civil rights period, civil war period. I love uh, leadership and theology. I also love uh, autobiographies and biographies. And we all know what a biography is. It is the story of a living person and the details of that person's life. Well, the book of Acts is the biography of the early church. It tells, man, the people that are involved. You learn about Peter and you learn about James and his ascent to really leading the Jerusalem church, if you will. You learn about uh, uh, Paul, uh, who is Saul. You learn about Barnabas and you learn about Ananias. You learn about Dorcas being raised from the dead. There's so many phenomenal characters and players. We learn about Stephen, who was assassinated. He was the first martyr of the church. We learn how they navigate through prejudice and racism. Uh, we learn how they navigate through paradigm shifts. It's phenomenal stuff. The development, the warfare, the victory. It's what the book of Acts is. It's a biography of the story of the people of God. 
And one of the most beautiful things about the biography of the church in the book of Acts that we find is it's one of the most powerful things is that the church is born, the birth of the church. How many of us know that the church is a living thing? Praise God. The church is not a dead thing. I'm trying to sit down if you can't tell it. The church is not a dead entity. The church is a living thing. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2 and 5, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are not dead rocks. We are lively stones that are being built up together to build up the house of the Lord. Extraordinary church is not a dead place. We are a living house made up of lively stones and anything alive has a birthday. Praise God. That's why I titled this message, Happy Birthday. Anything living has a birthday and the church is living. The church had a birth and we have reason to celebrate and we have a reason to declare happy birthday to the church because the church is not dead. The church is alive and well. And if you believe that, you ought to clap your hands and give God praise. Right in your living room, you ought to just wave your hands and tell God, I'm thankful to be a part of a church that's not dead. I'm thankful to be a part of a church that is alive and well. I'm thankful to be a part of a church who will lift their hands and stand up and give God glory. I'm thankful to be a part of a church who understands that Jesus Christ is alive and well. And if you know he's alive, open up your mouth and give him praise right where you are. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> I'm so fired up. I'm telling you, he's alive and well, and so are his people. That's why when you come to Extraordinary Church, you're not going to experience dead, dry, boring religion. You're going to experience people who are passionate about following Jesus Christ, who love him with everything that they have, who are going to experience signs, miracles, and wonders because he is alive. Praise God, and so is his church. See, the birthday of the church is found in what I read with you today, Acts chapter two, verse one. You understand that when you have a day uh, when that something is born, this is what happens. It just didn't happen the day it was born. There's a process of birth. Does that make sense? There's a process of birth. We recently celebrated our extraordinary moms. Moms, we just give you a shout out. Um, man, praise God. I love my mom. Not only my biological mother, she is a phenomenal woman, a woman of God, but all of the church moms out there too. I'm just giving you a shout out. Sarah is a phenomenal mom and I've dubbed Sarah and like Rihanna church moms. I'm giving y'all a shout out. We love y'all. So many church mothers, not only EC, but just throughout my life that have been a blessing and encouragement to me. But if you are a biological mother, moms, you know, you just didn't show up to the hospital unknowingly ready for birth. Birth had several milestones with it. Stick with me for just a moment. Came the day you found out you were pregnant. It came with some moments where you felt the baby move on the inside. I can remember when Sarah was like, oh, put your hands here or listen. I remember those movements. I was talking to Mia and Lincoln before they ever came out of the womb. There came a point in everything that you've ever been. Sisters, listen, if you've ever had a child in your womb, there came a point when you began to show. You know, at first you'd share your, your news of your pregnancy and people would say, oh, I could tell there was something about you. You were just glowing. 
but now you go from glowing to showing. Stick with me. Things move and things show. I mean, it when it gets closer and closer to the birth, it's amazing. I mean, things are really showing. You see that foot pushing and it's kind of like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. You found out you were pregnant, but there comes a day where you can't hold the child within you back anymore. I want to say that there comes a day in the process where you can't hold the child back any further. That's why the Bible says in Acts chapter two, verse one, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, in other words, the plan of God throughout the ages had consummated and into the moment what God had hidden and kept back for that moment was about to be revealed. The day of Pentecost is the birthday of the church. The church came screaming through the womb of the spirit in the power of of the Holy Ghost, just like a natural birth. And I want you to know, we too, I'm thankful to be a part of a church where the spirit of God is moving, even though we're not gathering together right now in person. I want you to know Jesus Christ is not limited to a particular place or location. He's not limited to a particular people. He can move right where you are. It's fascinating. You can have a move of God right where you are. You can have a Pentecost right where you are. God is positioning us. And suddenly you need to hear me. I'm prophesying to somebody. There's a move of God that is coming to extraordinary church. There are some things that are happening behind the scenes. Boy, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. You know what? We announced extraordinary is here. Woo! God is just giving this to me. As I'm telling you, we announced, we announced extraordinary is here. It's like we're saying we're pregnant. We're with child. And now, you know, what we've been doing throughout this process. We've been showing signs and we've been glowing and we've been seeing movement. We've been seeing people be baptized. We've been seeing people filled with the spirit. We've been seeing the miraculous, but suddenly God is about to move. I'm telling you, if we could just get ourselves in position to be in one mind and in one accord, when I'm talking about one accord, if we can just get to that place, I'm going to unpack it in a little bit, but suddenly there'll come a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it will consume this region. It will consume this world. God is ready to move, and we are being positioned for such a time as this. The church The church was coming. Oh, if they only had an idea. See, now we knew. Now we knew the church was coming, but the church back then had not yet arrived. Jesus told us the church is coming. Matthew 16, 16. He said, Peter, he said, he said to his disciples, who people say I am? What they saying on TikTok? What's 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 what's, what they talking about? They seen the YouTube videos. Who who, who are they calling me? What, What are they saying on IG? And you know what? It's interesting. His disciples were like, well, you know. Some some say you're a prophet, Jesus. He said, okay. Some some saying Elias. You know, look. He was like, well, what what do you say? Peter said, hmm, you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And you know what Jesus said? He said, man, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father. In other words, the Spirit has revealed it to you. And upon this rock, this revelation of what you see. I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I also love how he talks about when you see things appropriately as they are in the spirit, then he talks about the authority he gives you. He's like, whatever you want to bind, it's bound. Whatever you want to loose, it's loose. 
because you have the proper perspective. Oh, if we could just get the proper perspective right now of what God is trying to do in the spirit, we need to see things spiritually first through eyes of faith and the word as opposed to responding to everything in the natural. But Jesus, Jesus was telling us the church was coming. He did it in Matthew 16. We knew this because when Jesus was hanging on the cross before he could complete his purpose and finish the work, the Roman soldier had to grab a spear and stick him in the side. I need you to hear me. When he stuck him in his side, the Bible said that water and blood began to pour out because before you can ever give birth to something, how many know water must be broken? Whew. Praise God. We knew the church was coming. We knew the church was on the way. In fact, Romans said the earth was groaning for a manifestation of the people of God, the sons of God. Let me read it to you. Romans 8, 21 through 23, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. See, on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, God said, it's time for my bride to come forth. It's time for my child, my children to be released into the earth. So when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one place. And here's what I believe God is challenging us to do today. I know it's going to sound crazy, but there's something significant for extraordinary church that I want to put in your spirit. They were all in one place. We all need to be in one accord. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord. When the Bible said that the, uh, the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. I, I need you to get this in your spirit. One accord, one accord, one accord, one accord. Ooh, the more I say it, I feel like some of y'all are getting it. One accord, one accord, one accord, one accord, one accord. If you got people next to you, put your hands together and just say one accord. One accord, one accord. If you by yourself, give us a shout out online and say one accord. If you feel like you're getting in alignment with what God is doing as I'm declaring it, go ahead and say one accord, one accord, one accord. Can I tell you, this is it. And if I had time, I need you to understand the same thing. It comes from a Greek word that I'm going to uh, homothematin, okay? And I'm not going to break that word down, but let me just tell you what it means, okay? It comes from two words. It means same, homo, meaning same, and thamadin, which means passion, zeal, or fiery pursuit. Praise God. Not only was the book of Acts the biography of the church, but it also was the blueprint for every person who would ever be and known it and called it to lead it into the future. I want you to think about that for a moment. Not only was the book of Acts the biography of the church, but it is also the blueprint, blueprint for every person who would ever be and it would ever lead into the future. I need you to understand this is not just history. See, it is dangerous for us. If we read history and we read history, uh, or if we read the book of Acts with the same paradigm that we read history to begin with, okay? Because if you read the book of Acts as only a historical account or antidote, uh, a biography, or like it's bibliological, uh, bibliographical information, then what you do is what you're saying is the way God started the church is one way, 
but he's willing to come back for something less than what he started. See, I don't believe God is willing to come back whew, for something less than what he started. I want to tell you today that the kingdom of God was birthed in fire, birthed in the wind of the spirit, birthed in the power, supernatural power. And when you read the book of Acts and you think that was our beginning, that was not just a biography or our beginning. That was how we are to exist or it is how we are to exist. It is a blueprint of existence. I'm trying to get you to understand it is the model. It is the paradigm of what we should be and how we should operate on the earth. Can I tell you, God is a God of miracles, signs, and wonders, and he's trying to get us to press him. He's trying to get us to seek him with everything that we have, because these signs should follow them that believe. God said that we would do greater works than what we saw from him and the apostles. Can I tell you, now is the time. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm not here to just preach hype. What I'm talking about is hiding away in his presence, getting through and getting in one accord where we'll seek after him and we'll see miracles, signs, and wonders. We'll know him in a way. People will be delivered. People will be restored. Hearts will be cleansed and we'll have great joy in this city. I don't ever, I don't ever read in the book of Acts where Acts is all about making everybody feel good and making sure everybody understood what was going on. You know, can I just tell you, man, <laughs> some of you all are like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Can I tell you, it's not my job and it's not God's either to explain himself away. Some things that we do as we're, those who are led of the spirit are called the sons of God. There's some things that God calls me to do that even I can't make sense out of. I'm walking by faith. I'm being led of the spirit. It might not be what I would do, but I'm not out to do what I would do. I'm out to do what God would have me to do. And so what I'm telling you is we need to understand. Just think about this. It's the model. God is trying to shift us, shift our paradigm on who and what should be and how we operate. I want you to think about this because not everybody understood it. See, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so many things were happening in the early church that they could not get their mind around it. And that's why the disciples said, hey, look, you know, we're going to empower a few people. This is, let me tell you the major players. Whenever you read this in the book of Acts, they always denote it by, we need people that are full faith, full of the Holy Ghost. That's what we need today. Are you full? Praise God. Are you full? Think about the, the parable of the, the virgins. There were five wise and five foolish. See, the five wise were full. We need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Can I just tell you what happens? And this is the problem. Jesus said it. He said it in Revelations. He said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I have such a disdain for you because you're neither hot nor cold. See, if you were cold, then you're not trying to fake the funk. Uh, the funk. You're letting everybody know, I, I, I'm just out here. I'm doing my thing and, and blah, 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 blah. He's like, okay, that's you. But see, if you're lukewarm, lukewarm is full of hypocrisy. And lukewarm is, you know, you know what? I ain't really hot. I ain't really cold. I look like I got it going on and I'm going to talk all the talk and I'm going to say the right things, but I'm not really doing anything. God says that makes him so sick. He wants to spit us out of his mouth. Can I tell you, we are not called to hypocrisy. We are not called to be lukewarm. We are called to be on fire for him. God is trying to shift us. We need to get rid of our, our pride. We need to get rid of our arrogance. We need to get rid of our own understanding and not depend on our own wisdom.
out. We need to not allow this world to train us, but we need to have a biblical worldview and say, God, I want to see it like it was in the book of Acts. Something, the greatest thing that God wants to do, he wants us to get out of the way. And we, he wants us to let him be him. Ooh, if we could just let God be God and allow him to show himself as God. You know what? We're here wishing the church a happy birthday. However, we're not just celebrating history. <laughs> Praise God. We are here to be Pentecost every day. Praise God. People receiving the spirit, people being full of the spirit. Woo. See, if you could just think about it, if you could just think, I'm here to be Pentecost every day, every day, full of the spirit, full of the love of God. You, you think about the things we would traverse, the things we would transcend, the revival that we would see, the miracle signs and wonders that we would see. I mentioned this to somebody. I learned this a long time ago, but every other epistle, the gospels, they conclude with the word amen, but it doesn't do that in the book of Acts. It's fascinating because there is no conclusion to it. Amen. In other words, there is no finality to it. It should continue. That's what God wants for us. But can I tell you, if we just get together and we're just a bunch of historical Pentecostals, if you will, or people uh, who have had a historical Pentecostal experience, we can get emotional and we can get sentimental because it's Pentecost Sunday. And this song, for some, for some preachers, this is the only time they talk about the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. And by the way, those terms are interchangeable. But can I tell you, I'm not interested in what others are doing. I came to tell you that if the only day we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit is Pentecost Sunday, then we have failed. This is why we share it with you every day. Because when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power. Praise God. There is nothing within us that can help this lost, dying, decaying, dead world. It takes the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit it has called us. Acts, not just a biography. It is a map. It is a blueprint. It is the way. And if you ever want to know how we're going to go about behaving, how we're going to go about living, how we're going to go about serving, can I tell you, just read the book of Acts. Praise God. I'm telling, I, I, I'm not going to get in. This is what I, people get all bent out of shape about a whole bunch of other stuff. Can I tell you? I don't care if you're preaching in a t-shirt and shorts to fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you got lights, camera, and action, and you got a, a praise pit. I want a praise pit anyway, a mosh pit. I want it to be so packed, people just jumping up and down and giving God glory. But as long as you're preaching the power of Jesus Christ and that he wants to live in the inside of you, as long as you're preaching it like they did in the book of Acts, can I tell you that's what God wants? Praise God. Many of us, though, have come. We don't say it. We don't say it. Let me say that. Let me be clear. We don't say it, but we live it. What you think about that for a moment? How many times have you heard somebody say, I can't hear what you're saying because I see what you're doing? See, we don't say it's historical. We just live. It's historical. I'm not trying to beat anybody up. I'm just here to encourage us and to help us. God, restore the fire, restore the passion, because we're not here to live history. We're here to make history. Praise God. Praise God. I want you to think about that. We're the recording of the church. The recording of the beginning of the church is so abundantly clear. The church was born in fire. That is a historical, scriptural, undeniable fact. 
It isn't a book just telling us how the church came to life. The book of Acts is how we stay alive. Praise God. I need you to hear me. This is how we stay alive. We need to stay in this. We need to flow in this. This is how we'll make a difference in this world. And I don't know about you, but I believe this with all of my heart. I believe Jesus is still coming to this earth. I believe Jesus is still returning for his church. I don't believe we're going to sit around here, fold our thumbs and take communion and just never see the return of the Lord. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. The Lord is coming back to the earth again. I don't know about you, but Jesus is coming and he's coming soon. I'm looking to him to split the sky. I'm looking to hear the sound of that trumpet, but here's what I want to do. You are wrong and I am wrong. If we think we're just going to walk around this earth and live as little gods and do what we want to do, the devil is a liar. I believe that if you have the hope of the return of Jesus Christ, you will walk in purity before him. You'll live every day circumspectly. You'll live in a way that you understand. God is my heart right. I want you to get the glory. And there's people that don't know you. I've got to be about business. I've got to be about action. Whew. Here's the deal. <laughs> I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done. I just don't want you to come to church. I want you to be the church. I don't want you just to come to church. I want us to be the church. I want us to go to heaven. I want us to take as many people with us as we can. And I'm going to tell you experience that I had that changed my life. And I'm going to try to do it in three minutes. Listen, my world was so broken and I did not even know Jesus was real. I had tried everything you can imagine. I tried it all. When I say I was broken, my life was devastated and in pieces. And I want to unpack my testimony now. Uh, it's not about that. But when I came to church, I came in not knowing what to expect. It was a church of a handful of people. And you know what my first thought was? If I'm just being like brutally transparent, I was like, yo, <laughs> these white people have lost it. They're crazy. I was like, these white people are crazy. That's what I thought. And I was like, the moment this dude gets done yelling, I'm gonna give him a shout out, Buddy Thompson. The moment this guy gets done yelling, I'm out, I'm out. And you know what? Instead of walking out, I walked right to the front. It's crazy, it's crazy. And you know what's crazy? I married one of those white crazy folks, praise God. <laughs> Here's the deal. I walked up to the front and I said, and I had never done this. Nobody had told me anything. I simply said this, and I'm going to show you how easy it is to receive God's spirit because I had never had a Bible study before. Nobody communicated anything to me. Nobody prepped me. I went all by myself. I went up to the front by myself and you can do this right now. God, I'm sorry. That's all I said. And you know what? Tears began to stream down my face. And I felt this love and this joy and this peace I'd never felt before in my life. And I was trying to be cool. I thought I was hard, trying to maintain that rep and that cred. And uh, tears just were flowing. And all of a sudden, I remember feeling this impression in my spirit. It was God. He's, he, I literally felt like he spoke to me and said, all you have to do is let me in. And I was like, <laughs> in my shock and awe, I immediately just said, how can I say no? And in a matter of moments, that love and that joy and that peace that I felt began to fill me. Now, by this time, I was kneeling and I was praying. I know I'd never said thank you, Jesus, before in my life. Are y'all hearing me? And I began to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. And the next thing I know as I was doing that, I felt this. And it, my language changed. And I was like, what? This is the most amazing feeling. I, I don't know what I was saying, but I knew I was glorifying God. 
And what happened is people that knew me back then, prior to like first 18 years of my life, and they captured with me now via Facebook, IG, or Twitter, whatever, they're like, yo, yo, dude, what happened to you? They can see it. You know what I tell them? I haven't been reformed. I haven't been re-educated. I haven't been rehabilitated. I've been recreated. See, this is what happens when you're born again. And the Bible says that when you receive the spirit, you receive power. And I'm telling you, I've got so much power. This is God living on the inside of me. I couldn't stop smiling. I never wanted to smile beforehand. And then I was just like this, cheesing, just grinning. God wants to do that for you today. If you're a believer and you've never received the spirit, I want you to know this is the will of God. There was an instance in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 19. Go read it for yourself. Acts chapter 19, verse one through like verse six or seven. John had some disciples and Paul runs into them. And everybody just kind of knows if you're a believer, you're a receiver. That's what Jesus said. If you believe on me as the scripture has said, you will receive out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That's it. And Paul is like, yo, what's up, man? It's good to see some, some believers, some disciples. And uh, they're like, yo, man, it's good to see you too. They're like, you awfully happy, bro. I'm kind of paraphrasing. He's like, man, I can't help it. It's that power, it's that Holy Ghost fire. And they're like, Holy Ghost? What are you talking about? We haven't even heard of the Holy Ghost. He's like, you haven't even heard of the Holy Ghost. He's like, how were you baptized? And they were like, we were baptized under John's baptism. And he was like, oh, John indeed, they said under John's baptism. He was like, John indeed baptized unto repentance. But remember he told you that somebody is coming whose shoes he's not worthy to tie and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And they were like, you know what? That they were like, John did say that. They were like, is that what you're talking about, Paul? He was like, yes. He was like, look, you need to be baptized in Jesus name. And man, they received the Holy Ghost. They were baptized in Jesus name. They were all glorifying God. It is the will of God. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.